Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, now usually on Tuesdays, we are going to do the, uh, it's the recap for the NFL, uh, but because it's Halloween, I wanted to end it with a another horror movie. It's the last day of the, uh, it's the last day of the month, and obviously it's Halloween, and I decided to do, uh, we're going to push everything back a day because today is Halloween. Uh, so the film we're going to cover today is The Sixth Sense. This is the psychological thriller film from 1999, which was written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan, and it has a pretty stacked cast if you think about it. Bruce Willis, Haley Joe Osment, Tony Collette, um, uh, Donnie Wahlberg, and um, uh, Donnie, yeah, Donnie Wahlberg is in this movie. Yes, yes, okay. I make sure I always forget which I know I always forget that Donnie Wahlberg is in this movie because he's the guy that does the crazy thing at the at the end of the movie. Uh, so um uh so anyway, this film is about a a young boy who has this uncanny ability to see uh dead people and Bruce Willis plays a psychiatrist who is helping him uh to kind of get through his uh this weird condition that he may they think it's an illness you know mentally or anything like that but he is a uh bruce willis plays a psychiatrist and uh not a well psychiatrist psychologist he's one of those i want to say psychiatrist psychiatrist because you know donnie walt the first client we see him with is donnie Wahlberg. so so anyway the movie plays out the way it does now the movie is told very interestingly, through two different points of views that correlate together at the end. Now, the movie, from Haley Joel Osment's point of view, it's a fucking horror movie. Because this kid goes through so much. You realize you realize what he goes through throughout. Now, the iconic scene where he says, I see dead people, that's about halfway through the movie. And we get this great character building from both Haley Joel Osment and Bruce Willis. Now the movie is told through their kind of points of view and everything like that. And both of their points of view is very, very different. The idea that Bruce Willis is a, you know, uh, he has, he's a psychiatrist and everything like that. And he's dealing with a lot of these clients that he goes through. And uh, he's, uh, he's, um, he's doing stuff uh, you know, helping other people and obviously and everything like that. But you can start to tell that his job is taking a toll on his um, marriage with his wife, who's, I think in the movie she's played by Olivia Williams. And, you know, it, it is kind of taking a toll both mentally and emotionally for both of them and everything like that. To whereas when we see the world from Haley Joe Osmond's point of view, it is fucking terrifying because you got this nine-year-old kid who has the ability to see and communicate with the dead. And the way M. Night Shyamalan does those moments when we see Haley Joe Osment kind of um, interacting with the dead and he does not know how to react to it, it's fucking terrifying. Like, that, oh, there's, there's one moment in particular where Haley Joe Osment has made this tent. He gets up to go to the restroom, and you can you can hear footprints, footsteps following him, 
and he goes into the tent that he's made in his room to kind of seclude himself and slowly but surely as the camera pans around and then he has his flashlight under his face and the breath comes out and it's you know obviously it's cold and then the camera pans to the girl that comes in there and I think it's one of the most bone chilling moments in the movie because you know something's wrong with him you don't really know what it's not until it's not until he first meets Bruce Willis that something is wrong and everything like that and that moment the moments between Haley Joel and Bruce Willis are incredible because Bruce Willis at, while he's trying to process everything Haley is explaining the full length of his ability you know I'm using air quotations but his ability that he has to communicate and interact with the dead and everything like that and every time there's a moment in the movie where he sees a dead person and things like that and then it leads to some very very heartbreaking moments you know I think the movie does this roller coaster of emotions that you're feeling the sense of dread in the idea that Haley Joel is there's nothing really anybody can do about it you you have the sense of fear and suspense when he does interact with them because you don't know whether or not it's you know how far this is willing to go and everything like that and then there's an overwhelming sadness when there's an overwhelming sadness when uh he has this moment there's well there's actually like two or three moments that Haley Joe Osmond has where his power is used for good you know there's a moment where uh There's a moment where um, Haley Joel tells this this young girl, the young girl that was uh, in his tent that appears, uh, he tells her, or she tells him that she was poisoned, and at her funeral, it's found out by the father that she was poisoned by her stepmother, and... And it really is this awestruck moment. It because as a parent, that's 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 a that's a heartbreaking thing to go through. The fact that you've remarried, and that marriage is now taking the life of one of your children, and everything like that. Um. Uh. It really does, you know. It does kind of sense. It does have that sense of, you know, uh, a somewhat of a happy ending, and I think after this moment, it almost appears like Haley Joe kind of turns the corner because prior to that he was dealing with a lot of stuff. Pr- after that moment, after the funeral scene, he, you know, it, it almost seems like he's kind of come out of it, and things like that, and then it cuts to another beautiful moment. Between Haley Joel and Tony Collette. Now they're in the car, and you know, it what looks like an act you, you, it looks like they're in a traffic jam because there's an accident happening out there. And it cuts to, and it's, it's in this moment that a very, very uh, unique thing happens. The fact that during this entire film, up to this point, 
Tony Collette and Haley Joe Osmond, they're mother and son, but they feel at a distance because Haley is going through something that he cannot explain. And when he finally does explain it, Tony Collette's character kind of rejects it because it's like that she doesn't really believe in it. You know, she doesn't really believe in anything like that. And like there is something wrong. She knows there's something wrong with him, but as a parent, it, it, she thinks there's like a it's like a medical condition. Like you don't want to believe that you don't want to believe that there is a higher power or there is an afterlife. And it's in this moment in the car when Haley Jo Osmond explains to her about the passing of her mother and the connection that they had and, you know, leaving stuff behind. And it's a, it's a well, beautiful moment. You know, M. Night Shyamalan did an amazing moment because the camera is just focused on them. It's like two frames. It's her and him. She's in the front seat. She's in the car. She starts to break down as he's telling the story, and it's cutting. It's not cutting to him at all. You're, you're. It's almost like you're listening to the story the way Tony Collette is, because it's almost like a narration. You hear him talking, and the camera's just focused on her, and she breaks down, and it's finally revealed that she. It, it's in that moment that she feels as if maybe he can talk to the dead maybe he can you know maybe there is an afterlife it's almost like a revelation you know what i mean like it's such a powerful moment in the movie but it's kind of this it's kind of the it was kind of the 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 mending of the fence moment because at this time you know tony collette and Haley joe osmond are really at odds with each other because of this whole condition that he has and her not really buying into it even with the help of the psychiatrist it's like, all right, this is going to be weird. And it's in this moment, him explaining his ability to her, and then this moment with her troubled background with her mother and everything like that, it really kind of drives it home and everything like that. Now, all these moments in the movie are leading to arguably one of the greatest plot twists of all time. So the entire time that, um, and I'm about to spoil it for everybody, so if you have not seen... The Sixth Sense, you know, this is going to be a, a, a big shocker to everybody. But the entire time we've been seeing Haley Joe Osmond and Bruce Willis interact with each other. Now, what a lot of people, what you don't realize about this is the fact that you always see them together. But you never see anybody else interact with them. There's brief, subtle moments where... It's revealed that, um, you know, he's in the room and she's and the mother or somebody else is also in the room and everything like that. And it's like, OK, you know, what what could you know, what's different here? But then it's the scene where Bruce Willis goes home and tries to mend the, and tries to do the same thing with his wife, like mend the fence. And then you realize and it's in that moment when he's kind of you know, confronting her and everything like that. She's kind of asleep and everything like that. He's kind of just sitting there and she's watching the, um, she's watching the, the, the wedding tape, like their wedding video and everything like that. And Bruce is talking, but you know, she's kind of responding in like a nonchalant way and everything like that. And all of a sudden she drops the wedding ring and it's like, wait a minute, that's Bruce's wedding ring. And then, you slowly realize that Bruce Willis has been dead the entire time. 
and then it slowly cuts back to from the very first time to that um that uh Haley Joe Osmond says to him, I see dead people. And he goes, They don't know they're dead. He's like, in the beginning they don't know they're dead. They go all you know, it takes some realization and then it cuts back to all the moments of Bruce Willis's part of the movie. You know, you see that there's a reason why he's kind of stressed out about work. There's a reason why she's been kind of emotional. It's because during the scene, the opening scene with Donnie Wahlberg, that he and he essentially murdered Bruce Willis right then during their therapy session. He never survived the gunshot wound. You know, they show they show clips of him kind of you know in the hospital and everything like that. You know, so you, you get the idea that he's okay, he's going to be okay and the fact that the movie continues. But in reality, he never survived the bullet shot. He died right there in the hospital. So it's like, what the fuck? The whole time you're believing that Bruce Willis is the main character of this film because, you know, he's a household name, he's a big star and everything like that. And, and the the idea that he throughout the entire movie it there, there's no real moment where you you start to second guess that maybe he is a ghost there's never the way it it comes out and the way the way M Night Shyamalan shot the movie and everything like that and then for him to give you that moment where he says where Bruce Willis realizes he's dead the entire time and for the movie to kind of cut back to every single moment he has with Haley Joe Osment and then it slowly starts to creep in it's like, oh yeah, that is true. That's why. No fucking way. It's a great moment. It's a great plot twist. And the idea that and and the idea that uh the idea that he is now coming to terms with the fact that he's dead and everything like that. It all makes sense to him why his wife did feel distance when he got out of the hospital because he technically never got out of the hospital and everything like that. And, um, and, uh, it's, it's a great moment at the end. You know, it's such, it comes out of fucking nowhere. The fact that you realize that Bruce Willis has been dead the entire time. And he's one of the ghost apparitions that Haley Joe Osmond has been, interacting with and you know you you can't really say you know that that's something that really really it's because of moments like this in the movie that M. Night Shyamalan's career really took off and you know I think it also hurt his career because because this movie was so great at the time when it came out he tried so hard to kind of reach retry that like redo this un peril fucking plot twist at the end of every movie that he did it worked in some but not in all so the idea that you know the way the movie sets you up you know that he sees dead people you know this kid there's something wrong with this kid and the idea that bruce willis is going to be the one to kind of get to the bottom of it but then you realize we're already at the bottom of it because we already know how it's going to play out we know Everything once the moment once the movie starts, once the movie starts, you realize when the movie starts, you're kind of on this. You're you think we're following Bruce Willis as this story unfolds, but in reality, we're with Haley Joe Osmond the entire time because Bruce Willis is dead, 
And that always, always stuck with me for a long time. It's one of the greatest plot twists I think I've ever seen in a long time. The idea that you don't see it coming and you don't, and the way M. Night kind of puts it all together, that's great storytelling, great writing, great directing, everything about that. Even a great performance from Bruce Willis and, um, and Haley Joe Osmond, you know, you know, this movie, it did, it, it really launched M. Night Shyamalan's career because he did end up becoming, this was his first Academy Award nominated film because this movie was nominated for best director, best picture, best original screenplay. Not only, not to mention that, but Haley Joe Osmond and Tony Collette both got Oscar nominations for best supporting actor and actress. And, you know, for this film to kind of really kind of jumpstart the career of the psychological thriller uh, for, for M. Night Shyamalan is just amazing. Now, M. Night will go on to make some movies that are hit and miss. You know, we had a lot of hits like Unbreakable and Signs and everything like that, but we had a lot of misses as well, like The Last Airbender and After Earth and everything like that. But, you know, it all started with this movie, The Sixth Sense, because prior to this movie, he was relatively unknown. He hadn't really done anything yet. But the idea that, but the idea that his relationship with Bruce Willis started with this film because Bruce Willis was in un, was in Unbreakable and then Split and then Glass and then you know all that other stuff and everything like that you know it all started with this film and what an amazing amazing debut for a guy like M Night Shyamalan I wish he would kind of make a movie like this again he's covered he's done we've covered a few of M Night Shyamalan's film we did uh Signs I know we did Signs we did the movie Old and uh, we did the movie. There's been a couple of movies that I've covered that M. Night had already done and everything like that. But I don't think I've ever covered this one. And this was probably, and I thought, what a great way to kind of end our Halloween horror movies uh, than with one of the greatest of all time. I wouldn't say it's a great horror movie of all time, but it is one of the greatest psychological thrillers of all time. And M. Night, um, as much as I love Signs, I think M. Night's best movie has always been The Sixth Sense. Unbreakable is phenomenal. Split was really good and everything like that. But Sixth Sense really kind of had the entire package. A great performance, great writing, great directing. The plot twist gives it up even more than everything like that. And if you have not seen this movie, The Sixth Sense, you are definitely missing out. I highly recommend it. Definitely check it out. Um, but anyways, guys, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets. I got to say something. I've been saying that for the past month and a half already, or like two months, and not realizing that I say Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse 21, but it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. Instagram and X, follow me on Instagram and X, the Madhouse 21, and let me know what you guys thought about the Sixth Sense. Where do you rate it as far as M. Night Shyamalan films? Where do you rate it as far as Bruce Willis films? You know, whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and X, the Madhouse 21. Uh, like I said, we're going to, tomorrow's episode will be the NFL recap for the past week, as well as we get ready for uh, the postseason recap. Uh, for Major League Baseball and of course a separate episode for the World Series as it stands right now the Rangers just won 
this past game that puts them up three to one uh, over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Who knows if the Diamondbacks can win? I'm actually pulling for the Diamondbacks because fuck the Texas Rangers, uh, you know, anything like that. But be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. Happy Halloween from everyone here uh, at the Madhouse. And of course, as always, be sure to embrace your inner madness.